Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. As I was getting ready this past week for service, for this morning, God directed me to this message. It's no doubt that this is not for us today, even for the world to hear. I'm glad we're live. And I'm glad we're not just touching the church or our church family. We are, we are reaching the world with this gospel, and I'm very thankful for that today. But it's no doubt that what I'm going to be preaching on this morning is for everybody. For everyone that's under the sound of my voice and everyone that's hearing me live today. So let's go ahead and get started in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. The disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, there's one thing we desire. As we heard you and as we felt your anointing and the power as you begin to pray, it moved the disciples. It moved them so much to where they said, Jesus, we can't live this life without you teaching us how to pray. And that's what we're going to, that's going to be my text today is the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. After this manner, meaning pattern, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord's Prayer. But I want you to, I want you to recognize something. Half of the ending of this prayer, it dealt with something that was very sensitive. Because God even knew in 2010, 22, that we would still be fighting this spirit, the spirit of unforgiveness. So today I want to just, just for a little while, I want to teach us on forgiveness, living in forgiveness. Brother Francois, would you pray? living in forgiveness we hear the word forgiveness a lot in our world today it's talked about more than it's actually really acted out forgiveness there are so many hurting people brother Rodney not just in our church buildings but all around the world and let me tell you something, unforgiveness is a, is a spirit that is truly hard to deal with. But as saints of God, we must learn how to deal with them or with it. So I'm going to try today to help us to learn how to forgive others as Jesus told us to. I think I try my hardest to live that kind of lifestyle, to learn to forgive others is very important 
that we learn that very valuable lesson, how to forgive others in a world especially that we live in. Forgiveness is probably one of the elementary ABCs of being a saint of God. It's something we have to understand, but not only understand, we got to live by it. You know, freeing forgiveness don't free the person that done you wrong. Forgiveness frees you and I. Amen. We're going to get somewhere today. Praise the Lord. There are no perfect people in our world today. We got to live with that kind of mindset, Sister Melissa, that nobody's perfect, that we all make our own mistakes. We cause pain sometimes to others, and not that we intentionally do it, but it just, just happens sometimes. I know I'm the biggest because of my mouth. My mouthpiece keeps me in trouble. There ain't nobody got to get Carl Beard in trouble. My mouth will do that by myself on my own. But I stay in trouble because of this thing that I call my mouth. But the Bible says the bridle of that little, someone just said a couple of days, with Brother Jeff Wednesday, the bridle of that little ruler, that little member of your mouth, or of your body, and that's the tongue, the smallest member that can cause destruction, not just only in your life, but in everybody else's lives around you. That's why we got to be slow to speak. Choose your words. I'm finally realizing after 59 years that God gave me two ears and one mouth for a reason. It's to listen twice as much as I speak, but I have a problem. I'm a Cajun, pure Cajun. If you sew my lips up, I will blow up. I got to talk. But that's just the way it is. But we got to learn and, and have that room and that space in relationship to forgive others for their faults and their failures. Amen? Amen. And we're getting somewhere. I knew it would be very quiet in here this morning, but it's okay. That means I'm digging deep, and I'm, I want to dig deep today. We've got to make it to heaven. Come on, we can't make it to heaven with a trash pile in our heart. We've got to clean some stuff out where we can enter into the gates of heaven, and Jesus, speak the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. But the only way that we could do that, we must understand that Jesus forgave us because he knew that there was no perfect people among us. The more we are thankful for the Lord's forgiveness, it makes it easy, Sister Lori, for me to forgive others for their faults and mistakes. It doesn't matter how deeply they hurt me. But when I remember of his forgiveness that he showed towards me, it makes it easy for me to forgive others. Amen. I don't have it all together. I don't claim to have it all together. I make my own share of mistakes. But I can promise you this. If I knew, if I know I hurt you, I'm mad enough to ask for forgiveness, even as your pastor. I'm not greater than nobody in here. There was only one perfect one, and they nailed him to the tree. He was without spot or without blemish. He had no fault, but they hung him anyhow. Me, I deserved the nails. I deserved the cross. I deserved the whip. But instead, the merciful God that I serve gave me mercy instead. Amen. I got one 
somebody behind me, and I'm very thankful for that this morning. Sometimes that stuff is kind of hard to deal with. How many of you would agree? You know, it's not the Old Testament that we live by, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Forgive your brother seven times 70 a day. Figure it out. And if we ain't got that kind of spirit in us, I'm afraid some of us is not going to make it. We gotta, when we come to God and we get to God, we got to come to God clean with nothing in there. How do I keep nothing in there? A, repent, a repentant heart daily. Peter said, repent or perish. You don't know, hey, the little foxes small divine, I mean spoils divine, the little foxes. So the little things that we let in life that we don't think is dangerous and we don't think is bad, but when it's finished with us, then we look back and say, how the world we ever let root? Come on, somebody. It's just that simple. Amen. Praise God. But we got to learn. It doesn't matter how deep they hurt us. We got to forgive them no matter what. God expects that out of you and I. Accepting God's forgiveness allows us to live free from bitterness. By the chance if anyone hurts you and you're living in bitterness, you're a miserable person. I tell you today as a pastor, get your eyes off the person that hurt you and get your eyes on the Jesus that has forgiven you and live a free victorious life. I'm, hey, I'm teaching this morning experience. Believe me, I got something to hold on to. If my relationship determined on people, brother, I wouldn't have made it one day living for God. Not one day. Because I realized people are going to be people. Amen. But focus on your forgiveness that God has given you. And I promise you this, it will make a huge difference in your life. Sometimes, Brother Rodney, I, I find myself, even though all the junk God pulled me out of, there's sometimes in my life, even as a pastor, I begin to point fingers at people of their mistakes and problems. But if we can ever realize when we are pointing fingers at people, there are three more that is pointing back at ourselves. And so I, I, the Lord has showed me this. He says, you know, Coral, he says, who are you to be pointing fingers at anybody? Do you remember where I brought you from? It's so easy to forget that sometimes. Where the Mary Clay, the, the pit, the junk that God pulls us out of. So I want to help us this morning. I really want to help us this morning. And if we're sitting at a dinner table and, and we're talking bad about somebody or we're looking at their faults and we condemn them about anything, I would advise you, bring you a mirror around wherever you go. And when you're accusing people and when you're finding fault in them, just look at yourself in that mirror and say, Dude, you ain't got no reason to be throwing stones. Do, do you remember 
the sinful man you was? And you were condemning other people? It's amazing how we forget that so fast. Even in churches, you know, people that leave God and come back, they leave God and they come back, they play in and out of church, and they go just dingling with the sins of the world and they get themselves in trouble and then they, they come back and running for the mercies of God and God gives them the mercy and God frees them and the next thing you know, they are the ones that are condemning other people. It's amazing how quick, Brother Francois, we forget how much mercy that God is showing towards you and I. To be honest with you, there are nobody under the sound of my voice has that kind or lives that kind of lifestyle. So perfect to where you don't make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Every one of us, including your pastor. I realize that my pointing my finger at other people's mistakes will not help them. I realize, Brother Keith, though, my prayers will help them. God, open their eyes. Open my eyes. Let them see their own fault before they find fault in everyone else. And you know, I understand that there are people, really, there are people like that that God puts in your life and it's not to hurt you, it's just to make you a better person. And how I become a better person is, hey, I don't, hey, we don't return evil for evil. Jesus says, bless those, pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those that talk about you. Pray for those that drag your name in the mud. Pray for them. Do you realize prayer still works? Prayer will not only fix me, but prayer would also fix my enemies. Jesus, hey, we can't hate enemies. We got to love enemies. Because enemies are going to be the one that's going to push you to the next level that God wants you to be. Amen. But living in forgiveness, no greater feeling. No greater feeling than to be free. But when you learn that people are human and people will make mistakes, believe me, it will make life easier for yourself. Easier. Easier. Listen to what Jesus said. While he was on the cross, while they were killing him, this is what Jesus, this was his response to when they was nailing him to the cross. They was whipping him with a whip. They were spitting in his face. They was plucking his beard. They was doing everything they could to destroy him, to take away his integrity, to take away his faith in God, to just to destroy everything about him. But listen what Jesus prayed. Forgive them. They do not know what they do. Why? Jesus said it like this, because they're sinners. That's exactly what sinners do. But Jesus Christ, even though he's, he's God forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, I'll go this far. If we claim to have the Holy Ghost, then we should have the Spirit of God inside of us to say, God, Forgive him. 
forgive her because they are sinners, because they don't know better. That's just what sinners do. To take on his image, to take on his thoughts, we must and we have to desire to be more like Christ. Forgiveness is powerful and is much needed in the world that we live in. Amen. Forgive them for they know not what they do. They are flesh and flesh does crazy things. Once unforgiveness takes control of that person. And it will control you. It will take every bit of God out of you. It will leave you broken. It will leave you lonely. And it will definitely leave you undone. Unforgiveness. I don't know why, but I have to say it. I got to teach it this morning. God wants us to know this. Because we got to make it to heaven. Above all else, we must be saved. Most of us, we get forgiveness and forgetfulness mixed up. There, there are some hurts that are so deep, we will never forget them. How many of you can say amen? They are so deep, they cut you so deep, you'll never forget them. But hear Pastor Beard this morning. The longer you live, and the longer you try to forgive it or forgive them or let it go, the easier it gets in time. That's why I, I say today, time with God heals. It takes both of them. They go hand to hand. With God, I can. Without God, I can't. But I can do all things through Christ which gives me strength because he gives us the strength day by day, Sister Kathy, to forgive others for their trespasses. Amen. But we mix that stuff up sometimes. Amen. I can praise the Lord. Forgiveness is as cruel, unforgiveness is as cruel as a grave. It's probably one of the hardest spirits to deal with. It's one of the hardest things to put under the blood and leave it there. Because we are human. We're always living in the thing that God says for us not to live in. And that's called the past. You'll never defeat your enemy if you keep on looking back. Never. God never intended any of one of us to look back at the past that we left behind. That's, it. That's why the word of God says if you're free, Sister Melissa, from the past, you're free indeed. You're the only one who can stop yourself from going forward in God. You're the only one that can keep yourself being locked up in a prison for a lifetime. 
And that's what unforgiveness does. It puts you in a cage and it locks you up in there. And you live a horrible, miserable life that God not intended for you to live. That's why the Bible says victory shall be mine. That means I got to get victory over those things. You get victory over faults and, and, and hurts. I'm telling you, you truly got victory. Victory is the greatest life to live in, the victorious life. Amen. Let me move on. Praise the Lord. But this scripture that I read, this verse, it dealt with unforgiveness. Because God knew, he knew it, that we would be fighting those same spirits that was on this earth over 2,000 years ago. Boy, if I can ever defeat the man that's called Carl Beard. <laughs> Woo! If I can ever truly take this old man and really bury him, you talk about live an awesome life. But we're not taught that as a child. Come on. We even teach our kids, or if that bully comes to you, knock him out. If they do you something wrong, you ain't got to sit down there, tell them off. Let me help someone in here. The Bible says, for you correct a wise man, and you know what he's going to do, Brother Francois? He's going to love you for it. But if you correct a foolish man, he would despise you and hate you. I always, always want to live a life that I, I can endure correction and that I can obey correction because correction is good for each and every one of us. We need to be corrected every once in a while. I don't take it as a reproach. I don't take it as a bad news. I take it as God wanted me to hear some stuff and God wants me to hear some stuff. Why? Because God desires for me to be a better person. Sometimes I can get in my own mindset that I'm doing great. That everything, I'm doing everything right, but sometimes I'm not, Brother Francois. That's why I need you. If you love me enough, you would come to me privately in my office and say, Brother Beard, we need to talk. That's love. But we don't go that here. That's love. We all need correction. But division comes when we want to share our hurts and our pains and our gossip with everybody else but pastor. That's causing division. And God hates it. He also says he hates the man that sheds innocent blood. It's dangerous. A lot of times I know things after the fact. I think everybody else knows and I don't know nothing. What are we doing? We've got to have enough God to forgive, let go, and be free. But let's fix this stuff. We can together. Together we can pull it together and, and make something. We can make a mess. We can make a mess beautiful in the eyes of God if we pull this together. Okay. Let's move on. Forgiveness. And forgive our debts and our debtors. 
it leads, and if we don't, forgive them. It leads to other emotional temptations and evil responses. If we don't forgive them, then it leads to something deeper and greater. And we, we will react in the evil thoughts and not the godly thoughts if we don't forgive them. Amen. I hope I'm making sense in this place this morning. We got to get to heaven. And forgiveness is a big part of us getting there. We got to live a forgiveness. We got to live a life of forgiveness. I can remember a time when I, oh my God, you talk about an eye for, uh, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I used to live that life, but I refuse to live in that prison any longer. It's not a good place. It's a lonely place. It really is. Hallelujah. And the debt that he's talking about forgiving them has nothing to do with money. It's something to do with feelings. You, 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 you want a reason. You want an apology. You want respect. That's a debt. And there's nothing wrong with apologizing to one another. There's nothing wrong apologizing to people you hurt. Nothing wrong with that. We've got to live that kind of life if we want God to bless our life. Praise the Lord. It could be anything that we feel towards someone else or anything that we feel that they owe us. Anything. See, the devil can use anything. for us to live in that kind of spirit. He didn't use anybody, even those you think not, but he will because it's his job. It's what he does best. But God don't want us living then in that spirit. I'll go this far. Jesus himself said in Matthew 16 and 14, for if you forgive man that trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. I need forgiveness every day. <laughs> Whoo! I heard a long time ago the grace and the mercy you give today may be required of you tomorrow. I need God's grace on my life daily because I'm not perfect. Brother Wendell, sometimes I say things that I hurt people, words that I hurt people with. My actions sometimes hurts people. But remember, I'm not perfect because there's no nail-scored hands. I'm only forgiven. So please have enough space in our, in our relationship as saints and pastor to forgive me because I'm only human. But I am man enough to tell this church or any one of you, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. Because I don't want you going to hell and I don't want you to think any other thoughts about anything. I want you to be free from that. Forgiveness is, go ahead, Brother David. Well, I appreciate that. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Absolutely. That's beautiful. Now, it could have been so easy <laughs> for Brother David and Sister Lambert to blame God for what happened to their baby. So easy. But they refused to. Absolutely. Every day. That's awesome. Right. Absolutely. We need that kind of spirit, church. We need to be able to, <laughs> we need to be able to say what this man says this morning. We got to learn to just love, 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 no matter what. Love is powerful and is much needed in our world today. But Jesus says if we don't forgive man for that trespasses, that neither God will forgive us. We all, we all, A-L-L, we all, need the mercies of Jesus Christ, not every once in a while, but every day of our lives. I need it. Praise the Lord. We, we, if we can't forgive others and hold on to all the crazy things and the thinking in our hearts and, and the things that we hold against people. One of these days is going to come back to us. When we're going to want people to forgive us. Or we're going to even want God to forgive us. But if we don't forgive others, it won't come back, church. It won't come back. That's why we got to live according to the word of God. Hey, listen to me. The word of God is still the most powerful word that we live by. It's still the greatest direction for this man. It's still the greatest, hey, it's still the greatest GPS for anybody's life. It's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Every man will work out his own plan of salvation. You know what you do wrong. I know what I do wrong. So let's not act like we're crazy. Let's just go ahead and make it right. Come on, let's live by the word and everything's going to be okay. Come on, here. you're going to live a, big, a happy life. A freed life, praise the Lord. When we learn to forgive others, let me paint you a picture of forgiveness. This is a beautiful picture, and one of my friends shared this story with me. It's a beautiful picture. This is forgiveness. This is how it works. Until we have this kind of heart, I'm afraid. If I don't have that kind of heart, I'm afraid I'm not going to make it. <laughs> Neighborhood friends played together every day from kindergarten until they was teenagers playing with a gun. Remember, guns don't kill nobody. It's the people behind the guns that kill people. Gun control. Well, I tell you how you control a gun. Take guns out of idiots' hands. If they're not fit to have a gun, don't sell them a gun. But it ain't the guns that are killing people. It's people that are full of crack, people that are full of drugs. Come on, somebody. People that are drunk, people that are out of their mind. That's who's killing people. It ain't the gun's fault. Gun control. I ain't never heard nothing so stupid in my whole life. But anyhow, this is real forgiveness. Two kids in the same neighborhood played all their young life from head start on up. Playing with a gun. One shoots his, his buddy, shot his buddy. 
cold-blooded dies right before his very eyes. The boy goes into a home until he was old enough to go to prison. He goes to prison, but the boy that he shot, the mother of the boy that he killed, from that moment on, visited this boy in prison. Every weekend, she went to the prison to visit this boy that killed her only son, only son. And she, the first visit, she says, I want you to know that I have forgiven you for killing my son, my only son. My wife told me not long ago, she said, you know, someone was to kill all of our kids. We would have to have enough God to forgive them. And we can't forgive people for little things. It just don't line up with the word. So she visited this kid week after week, year after year. Brother Jason, he comes to where he's on probation. He gets out on probation. This woman adopts the murder of her son to be her son. True story. And when that story was told to me, I said, God, search my heart. I ain't got that kind of spirit. But for us to make it to heaven, we got to adopt that kind of spirit. To forgive those who hurts us. That's powerful, but it's much needed. I had an old neighbor live next to me, and he said, Brother Beard, I know you're a preacher and I know you're a pastor, but I don't live by the New Testament where forgive the brother seven times 70. He says, I live an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's okay if you're not a Christian, but it's not okay if you call yourself a Christian. Forgiveness is powerful. You know what it does? I said it before and I said it I say it again. You in this prison, brother Rodney, and you locked up there for years, and right on this little coffee table to have a key that unlocks the door. It's just that simple. When you forgive others, it's just as simple as having a key in your own cell. The reason why I say that you're the only one can unlock yourself from that prison. The guard is in on the outside and the key is on the inside with the prisoner. And the only way you're going to get set yourself free, you got to do it. How do I do it? It's, it's not easy. Oh, God, I'll tell you it's not easy. Whew. I never thought I would have to fight that spirit so strong in my life. But I got to. Because I lived for God, Sister Ann, too long to lose out on the end, at the end. You can rain on my parade all you want. It ain't stopping me from forgiving you. I'm going to live that free for life, that free life for the rest of my life because it's a good life. Amen. How many perfect people in this church this morning? Raise your hands. There's room and space for change for each and every one of us. That's why they had no hands.
Jesus says it in Luke 11. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us also. For we also forgive others for their sins. And lead us not into temptations, but deliver us from evil. Let me tell you something. There ain't no more. There ain't no greater evil spirit than unforgiveness. It's not a godly spirit. It's evil. Just like if a son would ask for a fish, would you give him a stone? No. He asked for a piece of bread, would you give him something different? No. But if we ask for forgiveness from God, guess what, Sister Sarah? He's going to give us forgiveness. He's going to free us from all the evil, thinking, thoughts, actions. That's how he wants us to live. Free. Blameless is how he wants us to live. And forgive us of our sins. For we also forgive everyone that has endeavored to us. Let me tell you someone in this room tonight. Whoever you're holding resentment against, whoever you're holding this stuff against, or whoever you have yourself in prison for, I'll go this far. They are not worth your soul. I can remember the first time I met Sister Alita. Alita. God instantly spoke that she was a backslider that once lived this truth. And they're watching me this morning. And I can look, remember telling this young lady, hey, what are you doing? She said, what do you mean? I said, why are you out of church? She said, well, who are you? I said, no, just answer my question. I said, why are you out of church? I said, do you know we are living at the end times where Jesus is fixing to come back? And I said, you know you're living in a dangerous zone, not being in church. You know better than that because you were raised this. She said, sir, who are you? I said, let me finish. I said, that person that you are holding whatever against, do you think they are worth your soul? Do you think they are worth you living in prison for the rest of your life? A tear began to roll down her face. She said, sir, who are you? I said, I'm the pastor of the Center Pentecostal Church, and God just spoke to me to tell you this. And they do come. They both set free, and they do live for Jesus. It's so easy to get caught up in that kind of stuff. So easy to let the devil whisper stupid stuff in our minds and our hearts and our souls. And the crazy thing is, Brother Francois, we don't see it sometimes when it hits us until the after effect. They got so many people in our world today that is living in such a miserable life only because they never learn to forgive and never learn to realize they are freeing their self. <laughs> you know, I admire, I'm not saying he's because he's my son, but I admire my son. He's, he, he's, he's a good boy, and I love him. And not because he's my son, he's just a good boy. He took out his mother. 
But I admire my son. You know why? This is why I admire my son. He met a woman that had a child before they married. And that child just finished high school this year. But he also has a biological, beautiful, red-headed, green-eyed granddaughter that I call my granddaughter, biological granddaughter. But Alyssa is my granddaughter also. But what I love about my son is this. He treats both of them equal. No favoritism. And they got people under the sound of my voice. You feel like you're nothing because parents treat other ones, other kids better than they treat you. Ooh, I done hit a root. And you feel like you're nothing because they do more for other, their other children than they do for you. It don't make you any different. It don't make you a bad child. It's just how they were brought up. But I admire my son. His oldest daughter, that's not his biological child, graduated. So he goes for her graduation and buys her a brand new car for graduation. And I said, God, you know, I hope that God, they were my three biological children. I hope to God that I treated them equally. You know, you know what I'm saying? Here he is treating a child that's not his blood no different than his biological child. I always wondered about that. But I, it amazes me, Sister Mona, that her ex and my son are best friends. Figure it out. That's amazing to me. You know what? Why I believe Sister Jessica, they are best friends? Because somewhere in there, there's forgiveness. Somewhere in there, someone learned that we got space for improvement in our own life. Someone learned the principle of who. Am I talking today or what? But it amazes me how even there are people on earth that refuses to live in a prison of anything in life. So when I forgive, I make room for God to fix I make room for God to restore. I make room for God to rebuild. But most of all, I make room for God to set free. And that's me. That's Stan. I'm finished. To be like him sometimes, it's hard stuff. But I got to be like him if I'm going to make it to heaven. To live a forgiving life, church, is the greatest life we can live on here, here on earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Only because I've learned the value of forgiveness. 
At 78 years old, I forgave my old father who hurted me all his life and all my little life is what I want to say. Hated him, he hated me. I didn't want to have nothing to do with him. One day I forgave him. And I let him know I forgave him. I spoke in his face. I didn't tell him nothing to send a message. I went to his face and said, hey, Dad, I forgive you. But it set this man free. But I believe somewhere, somehow, it set my father free. I invited him to come hear me preach on a Sunday morning, and he did. He sat on the second pew of the church, and as I began to preach, I watched my seven, 78-year-old dad lift his hands, and tears began to roll down his face. I laid hands on him. God fills him with the Holy Ghost. That same morning, I baptized my father in Jesus' name. And from that moment on, I was not the worst child he ever raised. I become the hero of my father. And he let everyone know. Only because I knew the value of forgiveness. I learned that I had to forgive not just some people. I had to forgive everybody. And when I asked for forgiveness, it didn't only unlock my prison, it unlocked his prison. One year later, he, he dies. He, was off, he goes off into eternity. But you know, Brother Brent, that's why I got to live a free life today. Because one day, all the years we didn't have a father and son relationship will be made up when I get to heaven. We're going to go fishing, Brother Rodney. We won't sit down and talk about the bad days. We'll just sit down and talk about the good old days. But I will be able to make up everything I lost only because I refuse to live any other kind of life than a free life because I got to make it to heaven. I got people up there waiting on me. I got loved ones that went before me. I got friends that went before me that I want to see again. And I can't let nothing on this earth stop me from where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. And if I did you wrong, I, I ask for forgiveness today. Any one of y'all. Just give me that space for my mistakes because I'm only human. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.